Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that know. we do? Boss up and get a people. What they Ja Morant did it again. Fresh Holla. off a 46-point performance against the Bulls in a win last night up against the Spurs. Jalen Rose. 52 points, setting a franchise record and bringing them closer to the Warriors in the Western Conference standings. What do you think about this season surge from John Morant and the Grizzlies? It made me smile to just say, it's murder. <laughs> it just made me smile to say that. In all honesty, dog, he's been spectacular this season. And though he continues to ascend as a player, as I watch him grow, somebody that we've talked about on this show for the last couple of years and really felt that this team was going to have a high ceiling led by him. It's like he has the charisma of Allen Iverson, but the explosiveness of a Derrick Rose, like playing above the rim and how it energizes his teammates. It's one thing to have a Mm -hmm. 50-point game. It's another thing to take a group shot, like in the NFL when they just got an interception or something. Like, that's special. And how they go about it as a group is entertaining. And he's the ultimate showstopper. And so you look at his his body type, it's like, wait a minute, he's going to be as fearless to put Kevin Durant on his hip one time and go up and bang against the Nets? Did you see the one last night? It reminded me of like, you know, you used to play slap boxing in the hood. It always ends up into a fight. So Josh, that guy, you look at him and you think he playing, but he ain't playing. You see what I'm saying? Y'all slap boxing, and he the guy that ends up actually punching you. You see what I mean? And the way he attacks with ferocity like that, it's a joy to watch. He has his team colors in his hair, dog. Like Mm -hmm. he's really bought into what they're doing. And it's really special to watch, and I'm happy for him as he ascends. When you watch the highlights, especially from last night, one thing that you see with him, which has been clear all season long, is help defenders don't stand a chance. Because he's going to get by his man, and when you're coming over to help, he's just going to go up and around you, he's going to go through you, he's going to go into you. And especially true last night, when you look at the Spurs, who don't have a lot of you know front court defensive help, just look at him get past his man, and then the help defenders just do not stand a chance in every one of these clips. David Jacoby, as I go back to my AI comparison, I remember I told you one of my favorite things about Jai was two of them. One, catch this game I'm putting down, youngsters, that he sounded older than he was. He sounds older than he is. And then the other thing about Jai, it seems like he always in the gym. Mm -hmm. Always in the gym, like the moves, Right foot, left hand, reverse, same hand, same foot, dunking on people. Like, you can just look at last night's highlights. Show me the baseline at the end of the quarter, full oh. length, almost Grand Hill to Christian Leitner type play. He turns around and speeding up and hit the ground, here. fam. That is your Woo. guy, the highest paid player on the team. And look at this. Look at this next angle, what Jay. Look at this angle right there. Focus. What? On the baseline angle, like, that that's incredible. The catch, the concentration, the ability to navigate, knowing that the clock is about to go off. And speaking of clock management, he didn't stop there. What about when he dribbled across half court and he just, the Lord said you got to rise up. <laughs> and he just pulled for like, what, 37? I don't even know how far that, we have to show that. Please show Ja when he walks across half court like it's no big deal and pulls up across half court. So like those plays are identifying a player that's doing things that are super special in its own lane. He's While I'm comparing him to other greats that have been MVPs, he's literally crafting his own lane and it's refreshing to watch. Well, you've mentioned Iverson a few times already in this conversation, and Iverson took note of what Mr. Morant was doing last night, and he posted this sooner or later, exclamation point, exclamation point, with Morant's jersey, the same one he wore last night, hanging on Iverson's MVP trophy. Mr. Rose, has he played himself into the MVP conversation, not just this year, but in years to come, to expect him to have a trophy of his own? 
And shout out to my guy, AI Bubble Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all always giving him his flowers. Here's the deal. John Morant, yes, Jacoby, has what it takes to ascend into that conversation because it's going to be an evolving one, just like the Western Conference standings. Mm -hmm. Joker, his team is trying to get Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back. And then at the top, you're going to have your Devin Booker and CP3. In the East, how about Joel and Bean and how dominant he's been? And the Joker's always going to be there. I mentioned him and along with Giannis. And so, like, he's catapulted himself into that conversation. Like, and then when you start to look at the perception of the award, you say, who's their second best player? Like, Desmond Bain, I wish we put the box score up there. Shout out to my guy, Elliot Perry, who in uh, ownership with them. Like, he was like the two guys in double figures as starters. He had like 52, and the rest of the starters had like 18, something. Yeah. Like, and so, like, the dominance that he's going to put on display for the rest of the season, and if they continue to start being, like, on the heels of the Warriors and knocking at the door, probably of the Suns, depending on what happened with CP3, that now catapults him further into that conversation. It absolutely does, and this is what it looks like in the Western Conference. You see it, number two and number three, that's an important spot, and the Grizzlies are now only one game behind the Warriors. If you would have told me that three months ago, I would not have believed you, but there's a lot of intrigue in that one, two, three spot to see who ends up where, and the Grizzlies are surging. Let's turn our attention Can to I the say Eastern one other Conference. Thing? No, dog. I'm doing I my transition, dog. No. I saw say seven through ten, participate. I just wanted to see LeBron James. It's crazy. LeBron James going to be getting a participation trophy this year. Is that what? Oh, my God. Where's Quincy? Where's my nephew? What sport does he play? Did they give a participation trophy? What a well, We will see. But there will be some drama in those playing games in the Western Conference. Right now, there's some drama at the top of the Eastern Conference. The number one and number two teams faced off. And I watched almost every possession of this one, Mr. Rose. I was locked in. And I expected a competitive battle from two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. That's not what I got. The Heat looked good. And you wanted that play right there. You wanted to see this play right here. Why? Because the twin is a great cutter and finisher and defender. Mm -hmm. And... He fits right into the Miami Mafia that I've been talking to you about since before Jawan got a ring there. And you look behind the bench and you see former players and you see him sitting on the bench and working in the front office and Pat Riley making sure he's the orchestrator, not many people coming and going. You know what I'm saying? And Eric Spolcher, developing a roster from within. Can you name me? Jacoby, a couple of guys that have surprised you on the heat so far that you didn't even oh. know who they were coming into this year. I, I had to Google like Yurt Seven. I had I'm like Gabe Vincent. I'm like, I think I remember, remember him. And then they get real contributions from these guys. Struce, Struce is out here looking great against his former team. Like, Struce is <laughs> he's from Illinois, the Chicago area. He circled this one. He put up some buckets. They get contributions from everywhere and not just on offense. They play great team defense as well. Correct. And Go ahead. And the physicality, I'm sorry. And how about Duncan Robinson was undrafted. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero is now playing to his potential. And let's just make sure we show my guy Spo. Thank you very much. Thank you, Spo. That, that's my yeah. fantasy coach. But last night, let, give me some bam. I know we got some dominant bam because oh, yeah. he's now starting to play like the guy that played when the – Heat won the, the East a couple yep. of years ago. Absolutely. And that's why, like I told you on the show, that Philadelphia needed a backup center. You see what they went and did. Mm -hmm. Try to grab DeAndre quick. And with DeAndre, we put that play on the show for a reason. When Watch he threw this. it out of bounds, we said he's going to get released. And so, and so now you he need switches those guys to go against Bam. Look at him guarding. And block it like I've never seen that. That's he switched Giannis out of the S. ball handler and turned around and blocked the Correct. line before show he even got again. to the roll Show guy. that again. It's Let's show some me. defensive highlights. It's Let's wild show to that. Me. Show Bam again guarding the PGs, making shots, doing all of the dirty work defensively for the Miami Heat. He was terrific, Jacoby. And now that he's playing like that and Jimmy's going to bring the toughness, Jimmy flirting with 26-6, 27-7 or something like that. 
The Heat are going to be right there when it's all said and done. They are going to be right there. The Eastern Conference playoff is going to be so much fun from the very first round. Sometimes you get those first round matchups in, in the Eastern Conference, in particular the last few years. We just kind of like, ah, we all know what's going to happen there. It is not this way this year. Jalen, a lot has changed this year, and the Brooklyn Nets have changed a lot. And... They had a game last night against the Raptors that didn't go well. They got a game tonight against the Raptors as well. And there's some news as to who's available and who's not. We'll give that to you right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Above the Heineken River Deck here, Pier 17, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, last night, the Nets lost to the Raptors. It was Scotty Barnes who put on a performance and led the Raptors past the Nets. They will play again tonight. However, Kevin Durant will not be available. Ben Simmons will not be available because he has a back issue. Now Steve Nash is in health and safety protocols. Jalen, as they slip in the standings, as it seems like we're going to get Kevin Durant later this week, as it seems like we're going to get Ben Simmons before the playoffs, how concerned would you be if you are a Nets fan looking at these standings? Here's the problem, Jacoby. The lower you fall in the standings, the less likely you are to advance past the first round. And then once you do get in, you're now a seventh or an eighth seed and I believe you end up playing the Heat or likely the Sixers in the first round, which means it would be mega to see the Nets and the Sixers play one another. <laughs> that also means somebody going home in the first round. And so that's what my worry. My other worry is hearing the things about Ben Simmons back. If he's not going to be able to practice, that means he's not going to be able to play. And if mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to play, that means he's not going to be able to perform like an all-star. And if that's the case, then that also lends to them putting themselves in position to be a potential first-round exit. But if the opposite happens, Jacoby, woo, and KD's healthy, and Kyrie's eligible to play home games, this is the most intriguing story of a team that could go from being a player to a champion that we've ever seen in the history of the NBA, and they've never played together. They've the never is, played one game three, together. Three years ago, it was imagine if KD was available to play with Kyrie. Last year, it was just like, oh, imagine if, if James and, and Kyrie and KD were all healthy at the same time. This year, it's imagine if they were all played together. Now they added Ben Simmons. Imagine what it's going to look like when they all play together. I've been waiting for the three stars on the Nets roster to play together for like three seasons, and I've only seen it like 12 times, but I still can't discredit it. Hopefully, Ben Simmons can play himself back into shape and be ready for the playoffs. Kevin Durant seems like he's coming back soon. Who knows what's going to happen with the vaccine, man? Date, but if nothing changes with vaccine protocols in New York City, look at Kyrie's next 20 games in the regular season, which games he'll be available and which games he won't. And then you have to wonder if they're going to be able to climb out of that playing position based on this. Absolutely, because of those 20 games, he's eligible to play seven. And they don't have a stellar record when he's played this year. They've lost two times more games than they've won in those contests. And so that furthers the point that I'm making about the lower you drop, the less room for error. So if Ben Simmons' back isn't healthy and Kyrie isn't eligible to play, imagine Kevin Durant playing against one of those teams and with his all-time 15 greatness getting eliminated in the first round. That would let you know how strong the East playoffs are going to be this year. And I didn't even mention the Bucks, who are the defending world champions. The, the Bulls, who have DeMar DeRozan playing like an MVP. And my guy, J.B. Bickerstaff, who I told y'all was going to turn around the Cavs. And he got mm -hmm. his young Bulls balling in Cleveland. And so this is going to be great to see once KD get healthy. But he's going to always be a game changer when he in uniform. And before we move on, I think it's also worth mentioning that the Celtics have turned their entire season around. And in, since, like, January 1st, they've been one of the best defensive teams. They've been scoring. They've been, yep. they've been excellent. So they're also yep. going to be a tough out in the playoffs, which we will keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on the NFL right now. Yep. 
Quarterbacks have reported to the Combine, which will happen later this week. And we have a new Mel Kuyper mock draft. Now, Mr. Rose, I know you are very emotionally invested in what happens in the number two spot because your Detroit Lions are there. Well, guess what? He's got a Conwoo going to the Jaguars. Let's go, Aiden! And Let's look go, at number Aiden. two, Mr. Rose. Look at number two. <laughs> Let's go. He came on the show. He let you know he's from the mitten. He said mm -hmm. he'd love to be a member of the Lions, sacking quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, the great game-changing quarterbacks, uh, uh, pass rushers, edge rushers you've seen in the game, like TJ Watt, who just broke the sack record, he gonna be coming. We gonna have him as a member of the Lions. Like, we can't even mess that up. Mm -mm. We can't mess that mm -mm. up. And I'm happy about it. But when you said combine, I can't lie. As I see the Michigan jersey, I wish I would've asked for the Tom Brady video, where it looked like he was <laughs> running uphill with a parachute on his back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's well. why God love him so much. Enjoy retirement, as, TB12. As the conference rooms are full of people trying to figure out a new collective bargaining agreement between Major League Baseball players and Major League Baseball, sneaky little news dump. Derek Jeter threw up the deuces to the Marlins. Not only is he going to step down as CEO, he is no longer a shareholder of the Marlins. Thought that his vision and the franchise's vision for the future were not aligned. Jalen, take a look at some of the things he's done since he got here. And how do you feel about his tenure as the CEO of the Marlins for the past four years? He did the careless one. You ever think about when you out of here? He like, hold on, like, let me get this right. I'm Derek Jeter, a GOAT at what I've done as a player. El Capitan with the New York Yankees. When people talk about champions and elegance and gift baskets, he's gonna get mentioned. And so I now join a group. We get the squad with the Marlins. We trade Carlos Stanton to the Yankees. Like when that first happened, dog, I was like, this ain't good. That, no. that, 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 that can early be, on I don't know about a curse too. of a Bambino or something. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that can be good. You know what I'm saying? He was only the MVP of the league, you know what I'm saying? And so he like, man, I, I got so many amazing things happening in my life. I don't need these issues. Hopefully he can become a part owner of the Tigers or something. Well, it, it reminds nice. me, it, it a little bit reminds me of Magic Johnson's sort of surprise press conference when he stepped down from the Lakers. It's like there's something going Good on point. behind the scenes and we're not going <laughs> to tell anybody about it, but I ain't going to be here. That is basically what, Mike, what uh, Magic Johnson told the Lakers and Derek Jeter's told the Marlins. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like, too. Jalen, we have a lot more to get to. Make sure you stay tuned through the short break. We'll be back right after this. Hall of Fame mogul. Jaylen I love you, OG. The, you won't believe what the game had to say about Dr. Dre. I did some research for this topic. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, there's something that we need to discuss from the world of hip-hop, and that is this. The game went on Drink Champs. Shout out to Nori, shout out to their show. And he said that Ye has done more for him in the last two weeks than Dr. Dre did in his entire career. Mr. Rose, I find this hard to believe, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> Shout out to my guy N-O-R-E who just got his mate back doing big things. And he the only person that got the new copy of Donda. Chuck Taylor's in Florida taking pictures with Fat Joe who breaking bed with Papoose like always. They just living their best lives. And you know Chuck Taylor, man, he like a boxer. He surveys the industry and be like, you know what? Who I want to go knock out and take the belt? You know, that, that that's, what, that's how I see it. He literally said at one point, no beef with 50 and no beef with Dre. But when he said that, that stuck with me. That let me know that, kind of like KRS-One, he's kind of ready if it's gonna be beef with either one of them. 
So I can't wait to have him come on our show to talk more about this. Yeah, I mean, there was some tension um, early on in the game's career. Obviously, Dre executive produced the documentary, which has you know, some of uh, the game's most popular songs on it, Hate It or Love It. And he did say at one point that he owed his entire career to Dr. Dre, but obviously there's been some souring there, and he's been spending some time with Ye recently, as you can tell by the outfit that he wore on Drink Champs. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> we have a recency bias, and I just love the game's music, and I can't wait to see what him and Ye cooked up, because he is building anticipation for some collaborative projects, and it certainly worked on me. Correct. It worked on me. It worked Correct. on me. I'm in. It, Correct. It worked on me. I'm 100% into this. Kanye, a promoter. And by Pusha T right now talking about his project and how he don't like people working with Pharrell and Kanye and the game doing his project, the music game on fire. Can't wait to it hear It absolutely is. Jalen, we have some good news from one of your former teams. Well, a lot of teams are your former teams. You played for most of the league. But your very first team, the team that drafted you, the Denver Nuggets, Jokic has been carrying them all season long, just waiting to see perhaps some of his fellow superstars would join him well. Michael Porter Jr. could be back sometime in March, and there are little rumblings and rumors that perhaps Jamal Murray would be back for a playoff run. If they add these two other stars, are they now contenders in your mind? All I need you to know is this. I had a game with the Nuggets, 10 points where I didn't miss a shot, 16 assists, and six blocks. I'm the only player in history to ever do that. Remember that. Shout to the Nuggets and Bernie Bickerstaff who drafted me in the lottery. Hopefully they get healthy with Michael Porter Jr. and Murray in the backcourt. Of course the the Joker is my guy. Like you are with your handsome haircut. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Jalen and Jacoby, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, the NFL likes up, to just, like, just to slow drip, like an inter- intervenous drip of just news in the offseason to try drip, to keep you interested. Drip, drip. And one of the things that they released is the international games. So in the United Kingdom, one of the teams that will be traveling out there to play is the Green Bay Packers. So the Green Bay Packers put out a promotional photo much like the Beatles walking across Abbey Road in the classic picture. I'm, I'm sure you've got listen to all the Beatles albums, all their different their different eras. Absolutely, so you're a big fan, and you the watch the documentary. Four. Yeah, you love the Beatles. And then uh, in this promo, John a, Paul, George, and Ringo. By the way, Matt, great job by you. There's Matt Lafleur, Lafleur, Goshka in the front, and then there's four Packers playing, uh, following him crossing Abbey Road, and. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't one of those players. Devontae Adams wasn't one of those players. And sort of on the heels of the Zion Williamson news about the the email to the the season ticket holders of the Pelicans, my question for you is, why don't they just put them in the photos? Like, why don't you do this? What are you trying to do? What message are you trying to send? Yeah, they might not be under contract with the team right now, but just put them in the promotional photo. So, like, I have different periods of my career where, like, I was going to be on the tickets or like mm. I'd be a part of the main core group of players who were on like the billboards. And for me, that always gave you a sign of what they felt about the squad going into the season. And that changed at different points of my career. So when I first got drafted to the Nuggets, as we mentioned, yeah, I was a part of the core. And so like my second year, we started making changes. I looked up there and we had the uh, the promotion. It was just Matambo, I think. He was just him by himself. I was like, uh-oh, that ain't oh, good. Oh, that's that's a message. Saying? I got to ball out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> message. You know let me, let me, so let me like, ask you a follow-up about that, Jalen, because this is one thing I've always wanted to know. Because as someone who works in the media, I always see the pictures that come out of media day, and it's always like, here's everybody. Here's the new guys we got. Here's what we think the starting five is. Here's what we think our best three players are. When you're doing that process, are you then evaluating what the team thinks about you as they sort of put different groups together for the media day pictures? Of course, of course. This, this, this is the stock market right now. They're telling you what they're investing in. They, they're telling it. you what they're investing in. 
That's that. This this is a business. Like you 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 like sometimes people only look at the game about how we play. There's a lot of decisions that have to go into this. Like I thought about going to Cooley or Southwestern. I thought about going to Michigan and being a member of the Fab Five. Like th those weren't like shotgun decisions. Like it's more than just like how you play. You gotta think of like the, the ramifications of what's gonna take place. And I'm like, I could have go to Syracuse and try to play with Red Autry and Conrad McCray, or go to Michigan State and try to be the next Steve Smith, Big Guard, or Magic Johnson. But this Fab Five thing could be forever. Now you gotta think about that. And so that goes with like the promotions and the marketing of the game too. If they take it, like right now, when the Philadelphia 76ers do post-game interviews, it's gonna be James Harden, it's gonna be Joel Embiid, and then it's gonna be our guy Maxi that he ascended. And when you a player like a Tobias Harris, depending on how this season ends and going into next year, you probably were part of the top three photo or two or three photo, but all of a sudden you pull up in the in the big whip, and it's like, hold on, like I ain't up there. You know, it's like three or four people, like I ain't up there. Like that's real spill. That happens. We all know and we're talking so about. Like, like for, if you don't know that, when you pull up to an NBA arena, usually there's just like bigger than life, like huge, huge billboards of probably like two or three players on the team on the side of the arena. Or they try to like couch it by putting like seven or eight players to like, you know, it's like, we're not going to really commit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, we're going we to put but there's still everybody somebody, up there. There's still you know somebody upset about not being one of the seven or eight players. You know what I mean? No matter how many Correct. you put up there, there's exactly. still somebody mad at it no every question. time they come to work. Correct. No doubt about it. And so all of that matters. And so... When I get to Indiana, once I get traded, I ain't on nothing. I'm getting 15 DMPs. It's like, I ain't paying for drapes. I ain't doing nothing. I got paper on the wall. Like, he trying to get me out the league. This is a survival of the fittest. I was listening to Mob Deep for real. Time goes by, and I for and I. Like, I was listening to that when this was happening. And that only built for Cuban leagues. Like, that was keeping me going, like, for real, and that pop. They never take me alive, I'm getting... Like I was listening, and so like having to reinvent yourself is also a part of the process. So yeah, it's it, it, it's it, it's something that you should pay attention to. It's like if you work on Wall Street, you're gonna pay attention to the Wall Street Journal. Well, I will say this about not putting Zion in the email and not putting, um, in particular, Aaron Rodgers in this promotional photo is what's the downside? Like, you're not at the negotiating table. Like, what's the downside? If, if I'm a, a season ticket holder for the Pelicans, I don't even notice if they put Zion in the email. But I do notice if they don't. And it's not like if I sign up for season tickets and then and then Zion leaves or gets traded or doesn't get extended. It's not like you get your money back. So I don't know why you... I don't understand the, 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 the advantage to not including your star players. Marketing 101. Go by today's currency if you're putting it out right now. So if Aaron Rodgers is still on the contract, use him in a promotion. If Devontae Adams just had a great season with y'all, you show those highlights. That just happened. You sell the tickets. Still the story franchise. Bar Star got more championships than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers times three. Still sell the tickets though. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand. If you're the Pelicans, you put Zion highlights everywhere. Why he not? almost averaged 28 on 60% shooting. Put him everywhere. Yeah, he might not return And by calls. the way, you know, know what I do? I got my ear to the street. <laughs> Dog, let me tell you something. But I keep my ear to the street. And it wouldn't be no floating New Orleans mocking Zion in any way, shape, or form called one ton. I would have made sure that didn't happen. But I would have made sure that didn't happen. Like... Just so you know, I've been at the Pistons game and people was yelling stuff at the players and I went down there and was like, yo, we, we, we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, it was against Montrez Harrell. It's like, we ain't, I heard what they, I was like, we not doing that. And so like, uh-uh, you put them on a promotion. They're part of the team, you shut. And a matter of fact, 
you show them two together. Why not? What's the downside? Why not? If you if if, if you ask them to the casual NFL fans, say name five, four Packers to go behind Matt Lafleur, they'd probably get to like they would they, they, they would say Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams first. Those would be the first two names. Those would be the first Correct. two names out of your out of their mouth. That's uh, right. A couple things that happened around the league that I want to get to with you. Um, I was really really hoping that the Horns would make it a game against the Bucks, but they did not. However, something interesting happened, Jalen. Giannis Tentacumpo, 14 for 14 from the free throw line. 14 for 14 from the free throw line. One of the things that you always like is when players have weaknesses in their game and then improve them. And Giannis has been doing that with his free throw shooting, and I think that's going to play a major factor in the playoffs as it did last year. So free throw shooting is the most economic thing in basketball besides an uncontested layup or dunk. Mm. But unlike a layup or dunk, it's always uncontested. And you're always standing still. As a matter of fact, like golf, everybody else is standing still too. It's the only time that it happens in basketball. Soon as you walk in any gym, I don't care where it is, the free throw line is 15 feet. Anywhere you play, I don't care if you're really small, I don't care if you're in elementary, middle school, high school, 15 feet, nobody's moving. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Technical foul if somebody moves. And you know what else? Players on the floor can't even talk while you're shooting a free throw. You say little stuff, that's off. He with us or whatever, but you can't yeah, really Yeah, yeah, there's little mumbles here and there, but you can't really get into it. You see what I mean? I can't jump. I can't, I can't jitter. Like, that's, an un, that's, that's as uncontested as you get in the sport. You got to hit those. And so for me... If somebody shoot an air ball free throw, like you I almost want to vomit. You hate air ball free throw. You saw Tristan Thompson from the free throw line. Did you see Tristan Thompson's? Like I'll, I'll shoot from an air ball free, free throw, throw in rec league from time to time, but he shot one that was like four feet short of the hoop, like not even close. It was like didn't even hit the net. It was just it was wild. It was wild. He even laughed at it afterwards. Well, it's one thing to shoot a jump hook air ball. At least you're moving. If you shoot an air ball from the free throw line when nobody's moving, like I, I grade those different on a curve. I always have. At some point, how old were you when you was able to make a free throw? You Oof. in particular. Mm, probably six. Yeah, probably seven. You see what I'm there? saying? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't have to go on to be like a Hall of Fame player <laughs> no. to make a free throw. <laughs> no, you see no. what I'm saying? It's the, it's the same shot. It's the same shot. It's the same shot. You in the playground hall of fame. You were doing this in the six, seven. You was doing this six, seven years of age, right? Yeah, like my kids' age. At some point, you remember the little contest. Let's see if you can make two in a row, three in a row. Shoot till you make as many in a row as possible. Shoot till you miss. See if you can make 10 in a row. You remember all of those? Yep. That's a shot that people used to actually shoot as a part of the normal regimen of working on their game. Like, we was watching the Lakers play. I I forget who they were playing, and LeBron was on the free throw line late. This was like a week ago. And he had three free throws. And I bet Will Bond. I bet you dinner at any restaurant you choose in the United States of America, he gonna miss two of these. I'll take that bet. And I know he was looking at me like I was crazy. It's like, wait, huh? It's like, not one, two. And my logic was, and this is like some gambling stuff that I, some people gonna catch what I'm putting down. I knew he was gonna miss the first one or the second one. Which means it was guaranteed he was going to have to miss the third on purpose. 
That was the logic I was putting down. And so after, like after that he missed shot, the first one, did Wilbon split Kings? <laughs> he might as well have. He might as well have. And so for Giannis, just think about it. This time last season, or last year in the playoffs against the Hawks, and by the way, I went to Giannis's games last year. I was at games in Atlanta. I was at games when they played in the NBA Finals, each one. And I saw when the crowd went from saying 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, to not saying nothing because he was making them. And they was winning the championship because mm-hmm. of it. Well, in the Nets series, in the in the Hawks series, there was definitely a, this man is unstoppable. There's nothing he can't do except shoot free throws. Like, that's the one Achilles heel that he has. And 14 for 14 is very difficult. I could probably spend three hours in the gym and not go 14 for 14 from the free throw line. <laughs> like, four hours. Three. I would give up after, like, two hours. I'd just give up. I'd be like, I'm going home. This is stupid. Why am I even doing this? I'm going to go do something real with my life. A um, couple other things, Jalen. We mentioned Kanye earlier for his influence on the game. Um, Kanye was was dating a young lady by the name of Julia Fox. They're no longer together. He now has a new girlfriend. However, his new girlfriend looks exactly like his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Mr. Rose, how do you feel about him replacing Kim Kardashian with a Kim Kardashian lookalike? As a guy, you can't win in these circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Take take it from take it from a wily veteran that's been a public <laughs> Why you figure got that for a smile long on your time. face. Tell them how you really feel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pe- pe- people put pe- people pull up receipts in your history, and they do two things. You know, what I'm saying? they either say you have a type, or you don't. And either mm. way, people try to make that a thing, right? I would say. Something I ain't gonna say. Don't do it. Don't do it, Mr. Rose. Whatever you're about to say, don't say it. But I, I'll say this. I'll say this delicately. Is um, a lot of women have spent a lot of money trying to look like Kim Kardashian. And and if you if you dedicate That's enough money to say. it, if you Thank dedicate you. enough money Thank to you. it, you got then, then you're gonna end up you looking like Kim Kardashian entry. too. Yeah. Exactly. So now I, I can say. say what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is they look like they have the same doctor or surgeon. That's what oh, I was yeah. trying to say. A lot, a lot, gave me the a lot of women in medical scrubs saying, I'll take, I'll take You're the Kim Kardashian, at this please. Job. We're moving Bring on. Bringing out the best in me. We Thank are you. We're moving on. You're giving the me the best in I got. Jacoby. Uh, all right, someone that we, we've celebrated on this program ever since he was in, in Los Angeles playing for the Clippers as a rookie. Shea Gilders-Alexander. 37 SGA points. Ballin. 37 points last night. Like, if you look at his last, like, 10 games, and again, there is a little bit of, I've always feel this way with, like, especially bad teams, like your Pistons or, like, the Magic. I'm like, well, someone's got to score, right? Like, someone's got to have 25. But Shea alexander has been playing really well. 12 for 16 from the floor. Did you did you ever have 37 and only shot the ball 16 times? Like, that's hard. Hey, Jacob, are you ready for this? I believe mm-hmm. the answer is yes. Probably. I believe the answer is yes. And I and, and I think say, Shea Gilgis-Alexander's ascension in the season, look after he played in Detroit. I think I think our pep talk, you know, really, oh, that was, oh, really okay. did something okay. to definitely, the definitely the you think. That was definitely it. But I look at players like Gilgis-Alexander, I look at <laughs> DeJounte Murray, and I'm just like, these are some really like these are these are some some key pieces to a winning they basketball ball, team. Man. If there were pieces Murray around, can ball too. if there were pieces around them, glad you brought Murray can we, up. Can we celebrate your Pistons for a second? Because I I, yeah. I check in on them the same Anytime. way I check in on the Lions. I check in on the Pistons. There's no reason for me to watch Pistons games, right? But I check in on them because I know <laughs> you're you, watching. Brother. Thank and, you, brother. Uh, Thank you, brother. Beef stew, I love. Like, I don't, I don't want to yes. be anywhere near that man. I, like, you don't if want he was on an elevator, you. if he was on an elevator, I wouldn't yeah. even get in it. I would just be like, oh, I fry. I'm, I go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> Too like, close. He's, Too close he, quarters. He's huge. And his muscles have muscles. His yeah, shoulders man. have shoulders, dog. Like, exactly. And he goes hard. I don't hey, want man, anything he, to do with that man. Hey, he, he, he's sleeping in the weight room. He got he got to be vegan. That That's what vegan better look like. You know that what I'm plant saying? Plant-based? That's that's a, you, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. if I went plant-based, I'm not going to end up looking like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's enough, there's enough Beyond Burgers in the world 
for me to be looking like that, <laughs> Mr. Anthony Rose. But man, I love him. And Sadiq Bey is really coming into his own. And here's a question for yeah, you. Let balling. me look this up. Who's winning Rookie of the Year this year, Jalen? Mobley? Who's winning? Mobley. Mobley. It's over? The Cavs. Stop the Big fight. Big fellas out there doing All-Star Weekend, shining with Kate. The Rooks did really well in the skills competition. I was happy to see them. Um, Barnes is balling with the Raptors, who just had a big game. How about uh, um, Barnes? Herb Jones for the Pelicans Kaminga is good. Kaminga won't have enough numbers, but he's balling, playing. Green like, missed a, time. Cade really looks good. Really good team. But it really feels like this will be a Mobley My thing. My guy, Jaylen, Kate. I got some research in before we go to voicemails. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a pass this one. So we said, I said, have you ever had 37 on 16 shots? You said yes. You have not, right? You have had 36 on 18 shots and 35 on 16 Close. shots. However, let me say something. I guarantee you, you probably, Close. you probably shot seven less threes than Shea Gildas Alexander shot last night. That's the big difference. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. I, I, like you probably, you, you might not even shot a three if we put up these kind of numbers. Maybe like two. Maybe two for three Correct. from three because you were feeling good about yourself. That's the difference when, when because it, it takes a lot more work to get 35 points on 16 shots when you're not shooting threes Definitely at the clip work. that people are shooting threes now. Yeah, I just got in my ear one for two. You took two threes and put up 35 <laughs> points in 16 shots. <laughs> Let's see what let's see what let's see what Shea Two had last threes. night. Let me, now I'm curious. That's crazy. What do you have last night? That from is three? crazy. Someone tell me. One for two is like I'm gonna pull two of these. I'm hot. Oh no, you you missed you you, you missed the first, made the first one. one you probably. missed the first one and then you got nine more twos and you're like, all right, I'm ready for another one of these. <laughs> exactly. Our voicemails are brought to you by Gatorade. The fueled by Gatorade. Gatorade. Greatness starts with a G. Gatorade fuels greatness and our voicemails are always great so they continue to fuel greatness for us call 985-80-JALEN and we will put you on the show seriously right now if you're listening to the show call 985-80-JALEN say something semi-intelligent and we'll put you on the show just like this what's up guys it's Les from the Bay shout out Reg sophomore boss move question uh, if you ain't got much hair left is it a soft move to just keep the little strands you got I'm watching Tibbs uh, coach against the 76ers today, and, and he's he's holding on for dear life. I look more like Jacoby. You know, when it's my time, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it go. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. I know you guys have experience rocking baldies back in the day, Fab Five, whatever. Just let me know. Don't line any microphones. Keep giving the people what they want. See you guys. So I've I've thoughts on great this. caller. I've thoughts on this West from the Bay. Someone who's creeping in the corners myself. I look at Tibbs. I know exactly what he's talking about. I watch more. I watch more Knicks games than I should. I should have given up on the Knicks in, in, like at the New Year's. <laughs> so Jalen, here's my theory on this. On why, like, how do I explain? You when you were growing, when you were a teen, you never woke up one morning and said, "I feel taller today." Right? You ever woke up the next morning and be like, oh, I must have grown some overnight. But if you don't see somebody for a year and a half, they'd be like, wow, you, you really grew six inches. So that's what happens when people start balding, is they just, they, it doesn't happen overnight for them. They're still holding on. And this is my major theory about this that I want your thoughts from as someone who has never had this problem and likely never will. When you look directly into the mirror, like that's the only angle that you see of yourself when you do your hair. So I feel like what people do is they focus way too much on that front part. They want that little front part to be there, but when the camera's shooting him from up high, we see all the parts. And, 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 and his hair right now looks like some tall grass that's floating in the edge of a pond. Like there's just a few strands just kind of floating around there, depending on which way the current is flowing. And that that's a great like synopsis and introduction and thank you jacoby uh appreciate the call thank you for the love i saw aaron donald doing the parade and they had the aerial over the champion no and i saw what you just described oh no i only get the frontal view exactly i never got a chance to see the overhead that he had a little sunroof open back there, and it's fine. It's, maybe that's how I was cut that day or brushed that day, but I was like, wow. <laughs> it 
So you're right, Jacoby. Also, we're tall. Aaron Donald's tall. When you're tall, a lot of people don't get access to that part of your head. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Well said. Good point. And so now you have a couple of strands like tips. You got to consider the audience and what you do for a living. Like, are you sitting down and people walking by you and getting the chance to get the the top view, the Mm. aerial, the Aaron Donald view of your dome? Or are they just getting what Jacoby said, the front view? Do you wear hats a lot? Like for tips, he's indoors, his camera's everywhere, and everybody's watching. And the people he coaching are all taller than him. So he all should cut them. it off. Well, so here's my advice. You know what I'm saying? Thing... And then there's... Oh, yeah. They're showing us a picture of Tibbs right now. That's some one of his better looks. But it, it, uh... <laughs> you know what? I've seen this happen to a lot of Knicks coaches. You know, like Jeff Van Gundy comes to mind. It's kind of like the presidency. They always they always do like the before and after presidency photos. You can just see just what a what a taxing more and more position gray, it is. Less and less hair. Yeah, exactly. And like the same thing happened to Van Gundy when he was there. The same thing happened to Fizz. The same thing's happening to Tibbs now. It's just it's just hard to be the coach of the Knicks and and stay in shape and have great skin and have your hair done. So I'm gonna give him a pass on that. But one thing I do love is I love the Van Gundy look, that like Friar Tuck white guy where it's just a, a full on circle. What do you call that one? Where it's just a circle around the sides. Like I you think call that, that good. Like Shock G said, you call that having the, you call that having the brains blown. Yeah, so he got the brain. I think what he should do is just shave the front and keep that circular, that circular thickness around the side. That would be my advice for Mr. <laughs> Tibbs if he would ever ask. But some tells me he would never ask, and I would be too shy to ask him. But he was nah, I said, don't say the one. car's topless. Say, well, you can't say don't that do on it. the show. We already, we, we already got in trouble with the producer for saying some very similar things. We got time for one more voicemail. Don't forget to call 985-80-Jalen. He was a voicemail we'll put on the show just like this. Hey, Jalen and Jacoby. This is Dawn from Illinois. Shout out to Reg. R.I.P. to my dad and Jeannie Rose in heaven. Me and my nine-year-old daughter love podcasts. She's got her little kid pods, and I've got Jalen and Jacoby. I've loved sports all my life, so of course I want her to love it too. And she knows from listening to y'all that we've got to give the people what they want. And she's a bit swaggy, in my opinion, so she likes y'all's vibe. My husband doesn't do podcasts or music in the car, so really this is my girl and I special thing. So here's my question. When can I introduce her to hip-hop music? I don't want to get a call from the school saying that she's been cussing, but this music has been so impactful in my life, I want her to hear it. She's nine. Is that too young for the expletives? Thanks, y'all. <clears throat> Keep getting them checks and keep giving the people what they want. Well, I have an eight-year-old and two six-year-olds, and this is a simple answer. It's never too early to introduce them to hip-hop, but it is way too early to be pushing the, the buttons with the E's next to them. You gotta, you gotta go E-less. You gotta have no swears, because there are some things being said during um, these records that you do not want to be repeated in the classroom or around mixed company. So it's never too early to introduce to hip-hop, but I would definitely, definitely, definitely um, do the the uh, the radio versions of the songs. They're readily available on all streaming services. And thank you for the call. We appreciate the love. This is awesome that you get to bond with your nine-year-old over podcast. We appreciate Jalen and Jacoby's being your favorite. And we would love for your daughter to even call in, ask a question, tell us something she wants us to talk about that people in her classroom may be talking about that we're missing. Here's the answer I have for the question. You do it gradually. So for me, as a music lover, of the Motown sound as a, a Detroit kid, music was always a soundtrack to my life. So it was every a part of everything we did in the house. The TV was on, the radio was still on. I'm doing my homework, I'm still listening to the music. Music was always been on the entire time. And so, what I but the content was different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't <clears throat> as shoot 'em up, bang bang. It wasn't as vulgar. It wasn't as it wasn't as in your face. It wasn't as direct. It wasn't as flagrant. It wasn't as, you know, free. And so, like, when I say introduce gradually is 
it's okay to start with the instrumentals when they're young because you in the car and they're consuming this too. It's like elevated music. That's something I have at JRLA. Like during passing periods, many times we uh, have inspirational songs playing like Shining Star. Um, Shining Star for you to see, like that is playing. Or Whitehead and McFadden, Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Or Nas, I Know I Can. Those are playing as they're changing classroom periods because you subliminally are taking in what you hear. Like the idea that people act like what you watch on TV or see on the internet or what you hear in a song doesn't affect the psyche of an adult, let alone a young person, you're being naive. Everything we consume are things that we digest. And eventually when you digest things, they gotta come out. Like you said, and you don't want, in mixed company, I like that you said that in particular, as well as curse words and or them using terms that they don't truly know what they mean. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I used to hear Mary Jane from Rick James, I didn't know he was talking about weed. I went to school singing it. I took my brother's pen that had the feather on the end. I clipped it to my pants. I thought I was being cool. The teacher brought me up like, uh-uh, we not doing that. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> and so you don't want that to happen. And so you. Go for the instrumentals, and then you go to the clean versions, and then you advance from there on. So I just want to share with Donna, uh, Wow in the World is a podcast that my kids listen to in the car. I don't let them make requests in the car, because then I turn into a DJ while I'm trying to drive. So we just listen to the radio mainly. But if we're on a long drive, and they're being annoying, I'll put on their pods, Wow in the World. And at the end, they take calls, Jalen. And there's a character on this program that is a pigeon. And everybody that calls gives this pigeon a shout out. What is the pigeon's name? Reg the Ledge. Reg. So the, the first time I heard it blew my mind. They're like, hi, this is Steve. I'm in third grade and I'm calling from Shaboy. They listen to the and, show. And shout they out Reg. They get a What they want. Shout out Reg. And Reg goes, Brr! and I was like, what is happening? They gave Reg a shout out. That and every caller does it. It is wild. It is absolutely wild. And we'll be back wow. tomorrow. Don't forget to call 9580 Jalen. Leave us a voicemail. Give Reggie a shout. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod of step two. Why is that Jalen? Anthony Rose. Man, the influence is places we don't even realize, family. Shout out to Reg the Ledge and our fabulous crew of Jalen and Jacoby. We not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the beat